Turn to the book of 1 Corinthians tonight. We'll be in 1 Corinthians uh, chapter number 11. And then I'm going to uh, make some references to uh, a couple of other passages this evening. Uh, but of course, we've been in a series for a few weeks now, and we will be in this series for several more weeks uh, on Sunday on the Great Commission. And as we are trying to uh, follow Christ's command, His commission to the church, uh, but also we're trying to uh, reach more people with the gospel, reach more families. We're trying to uh, grow our church, and so I believe that's pleasing and honoring to the Lord. And I want all of us to have a part in this. The wonderful thing about the local church, uh, we can all be part of His church. Uh, we can all serve in some capacity in His church, and so uh, we want to continue to be mindful of the Great Commission. Tonight, we're going to, of course, uh, take the Lord's Supper in just a few moments, uh, so I'm going to uh, read some scripture uh, concerning the Lord's Supper, bring in some thoughts on the Lord's Supper, and then take the time, uh, and, and at the end, conclusion of the service after the invitation this evening, uh, to talk more about the Lord's Supper, but uh, That'll be the message, the focus of the message uh, this evening as we think about uh, Christ and His church and the Lord's Supper being one of the two ordinances of the local church. And uh, tonight we'll be able to partake of one of them. So look at me at 1 Corinthians chapter number 11 and at verse number 17. Now in this that I declare unto you, I praise you not, that ye come together not for the better but for the worse. But first of all, when you come together in the church, I hear that there be divisions among you, and I partly believe it. For there must be also heresies among you, that they which are approved may be made manifest among you. When you come together, therefore, into one place, this is not to eat the Lord's Supper. For in eating, every one taketh before other his own supper, and one is hungry, and another is drunken. What? Have ye not houses to eat and to drink in? Or despise ye the church of God, and shame them that have not? What shall I say to you? Shall I praise you in this? I praise you not. Paul is writing to the Corinthians, and there's obviously some problems going on in the church. Uh, there's divisions, there's heresies, and there's an improper attitude towards the Lord's Supper. And he's correcting some of these things, and so he's pointing these things out. Now we get to verse number 23. For I have received of the Lord that which also I delivered unto you, that the Lord Jesus, the same night in which he was betrayed, took bread. And when he had given thanks, he brake it and said, Take, eat, this is my body, which is broken for you, this do in remembrance of me. After the same manner also he took the cup, when he had supped, saying, This cup is the New Testament in my blood, this do ye as oft as ye drink it in remembrance of me. For as often as ye eat this bread and drink this cup, ye do show the Lord's death till he come. Wherefore, whosoever shall eat this bread and drink this cup of the Lord unworthily shall be guilty of the body and blood of the Lord. But let a man examine himself, and so let him eat of that bread and drink of that cup. For he that eateth and drinketh unworthily eateth and drinketh damnation to himself, not discerning the Lord's body." For this cause, many are weak and sickly among you, and many sleep. For if we, would be, if we would judge ourselves, we should not be judged. Now, there are several things that I want to remind us of concerning the Lord's Supper. We're going to take some time tonight to reflect on what Christ did for us, and that's always a wonderful, sobering thing, but it's a thing that we should constantly do. But certainly as a church tonight, we're going to take the time to do that. Uh, but tonight, I've given this uh, message just a simple title, Considering the Lord's Supper. There's some things 
that we find in this passage of Scripture that we need to always consider when it comes to the Lord's Supper. Taking the Lord's Supper is a serious matter. Uh, the Lord's Supper does not save us. Uh, there's a lot of false doctrine tied to the Lord's Supper. Uh, but this is a remembrance of what Christ did for us. Uh, this is a reflection of what Christ did for us. And it is an ordinance of the church, and it's something that we should take seriously. Uh, someone give us a few thoughts tonight considering the Lord's Supper. Father, thank you for uh, the day we've already had. Thank you for uh, the decisions that have already been made today. Father, thank you for the wonderful fellowship, the wonderful spirit among your people. Father, I pray now this evening that as we look into your word and we uh, look at this subject tonight, may we be of sober mind, may we be of serious mind as we look at this uh, serious subject. And Father, may we heed some warnings that are found in this scripture, but at the same time, may we be reminded of uh, why we need to take this seriously. It's because of what Christ did for us. And Father, I pray that your church would uh, be strengthened tonight because we've taken some time. Uh, to think about Christ and what he's done for us. Uh, we ask this in Jesus' name. Amen. As we've already seen, there were some uh, serious things going on inside the church of Corinth that Paul is addressing. One of those I've already mentioned is the, uh, the Lord's Supper and how this church, the church did not have the proper perspective of it. Uh, they were not taking it seriously enough. And this evening, I just want to Give us, I'm going to mention four words tonight that I want us to consider, and the message will not be very long because I do want us to make sure that we have plenty of time uh, to reflect on uh, what Christ did for us, but there are some things I want us to be reminded of. And the first word that I'll use tonight when we consider the Lord's Supper is the word reflection. I want us to look at verse 24 and verse 25. Uh, let's go back to verse 23. For I received... Of the Lord, that which also I delivered unto you, that the Lord Jesus, the same night in which he was betrayed, took bread. And when he had given thanks, he broke it and said, Take eat, this is my body which is broken for you, this do in remembrance of me. After the same manner, he also took the cup when he had supped, saying, This cup is the New Testament in my blood, this do ye as oft as ye drink it in remembrance of me. Uh, we find this. Uh, what Paul is referring to, we find it in the book of Matthew, chapter 26. We find it also uh, in, in a couple of the other Gospels. Uh, but we were reminded of a Christ uh, breaking the bread, uh, giving it to his disciples, and reminding them that this is his body, which is broken. And he is asking them to reflect on what Christ did. And the fact that in that time before he was betrayed, uh, he did uh, mention uh, that his body would be broken. Uh, then, very shortly, he would be betrayed. Uh, he would go to the cross of Calvary. And uh, what a thought to read what the Scripture tells us that Christ endured physically. And the fact that his body was broken. Uh, what a thought for you and I to think back. And there's, there's something just in, in, in a human decency to think of somebody being treated in such a manner. But when you think that it was Jesus, the perfect Son of God, who was treated in such a manner, and then when you think of the fact that he was treated that way, having done nothing wrong, and then included with that, you think of the fact that he put himself in that situation because of you and because of me, because of man, and his body was broken. Sometimes we think of and we say the crucifixion, and, and certainly 
In times past, I spent some time on a Sunday morning in a series on the crucifixion, and we were reminded of how brutal of an execution this is, how barbaric of an execution this is, of the suffering that would take place to the one being crucified. And Paul is reminding the church in Corinth, and certainly we're reminded, and and if we think and we reflect back to what Christ did, it ought to put us in a proper state of mind when it comes to the Lord's Supper. It ought to put us in a proper state of mind to reflect on what Christ did for us, and his body was broken for you and I. He also uh, referenced his blood and the blood that would be shed for man's sin. The fact that Christ's blood was shed, and I, I remind you, it is the blood of Christ in which we have atonement. It is the blood of Christ uh, which covers our sin. And there is no remission of sins without the shedding of blood. And certainly Christ's blood was not man's blood, and it did not, it did not go into the ground at the foot of the cross, as some heretics would teach. And uh, his blood yet speaketh the day for you and I. He reflects on the blood. And friend, you and I, this is a good time for us as a church. Why are we in a series on the Great Commission? Because Christ's body was broken for man. Because Christ's blood was shed for man. And what is the difference in you and me in this lost world? It's just the blood of Christ. It's the, it's, the, it's the blood that's been applied to our account. It's the recognition of what Christ has done for you and I. And friend, when we get full of ourselves, it's because we're not reflecting properly on what Christ has done. When a church gets distracted, it's because we're not reflecting properly on what Christ has done. Tonight, one of the things we ought to do as the Emmanuel Baptist Church is reflect back on the sacrifice of the Lord Jesus Christ. Reflect back on the price that he paid and the suffering that he endured. So the first word that I'll mention this evening as we consider the Lord's Supper is reflection. Reflecting back on his broken body and his shed blood. The second word that I'll use we find here is the word examination. I want to draw your attention to verse 27, and we'll read down through verse 31. Wherefore, whosoever shall eat this bread and drink this cup of the Lord unworthily shall be guilty of the body and blood of the Lord. But let a man examine himself, and so let him eat of that bread and drink of that cup. For he that eateth and drinketh unworthily eateth and drinketh damnation to himself, not discerning the Lord's body. Uh, We are instructed to examine ourselves. It is a serious thing to take of the Lord's Supper. And Paul writes and says, okay, every one of you, it's up to you to examine yourself. What is unworthily? Every child of God ought to seek, as we know to be true, the the right relationship with God. If you are saved, uh, that is what is necessary. That's a scriptural requirement, part of God's church. But you ought to be in good fellowship with Him. You should not be uh, out of fellowship with God. At this very moment, the Spirit of God is bringing things to your attention that is between you and your God. You are to get that right with Him before you partake of the Lord's Supper. And see, this is what is so important for you and I. We should keep our fellowship right. But when it comes to the Lord's Supper, uh, we're, we're admonished, don't take of it unworthily. Now, when it comes to our salvation, none of us are worthy of salvation. And Christ freely gave himself for us. But now that we're saved, or say, Pastor, what is unworthy? Well, let me put it like this. Is there something you should be doing that you're not doing and you know? 
Is there something you should not be doing, something should not be in your life, and you've not dealt with it? We should deal with those matters. See, friend, we are too flippant in our life when it comes to the things of the Lord. I don't want to give attention to that, or I, I, I refuse to agree with that. Well, be careful taking the Lord's Supper. There were some in this church that Paul addresses that were taking it unworthily. Say, well, pastor, is it really that big of a deal? Well, he says, examine himself. It's not your pastor's responsibility to examine you. I don't know what's in your heart. I don't know, what, oh, I don't know what's in your life. But friend, I'll say this. We should not be living two lives. If it's really about Christ, that's what our life should be about. Our service should be about. So is it really that big of a deal? Well, look at verse 29. For he that eateth and drinketh unworthily, eateth and drinketh damnation to himself, not discerning the Lord's body. For this cause, many are weak and sickly among you, and many sleep. That's not just talking about sleeping in church. But Paul is writing, the reason why some of you are sick is because you've made a mockery of the Lord's Supper. The reason why some of you are weak is because you haven't given the proper attention to the Lord's Supper. And the reason why some are dead is because they did not approach the Lord's Supper with the right attitude and the right spirit. Say, Pastor, you trying to scare us tonight? I don't have to try and scare you. I'm just telling you that we have a responsibility to approach this subject very seriously to remember, to reflect what Christ did for us, to be in good fellowship with our God. Nobody lives a perfect life, but as the Spirit of God brings conviction to us, it's our responsibility to deal with that. And, 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 and Okay, let me put it like this. It's, if you're living a, 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 a lie throughout the week, and, and you, you come in and say, I appreciate what God, Christ has done. I'm going to take the Lord's Supper. You make a mockery of the Lord's Supper. Uh, we must... Give this subject the attention it deserves. He says, some are weak and sickly among you. Many sleep say, Pastor, do you think that still happens? I, I, I think if it happened then, it could happen now. My goal in mentioning this tonight is for all of us to examine ourselves. Is to take some time, and we'll have time at the end of the message, time for us to examine ourself and to make sure that we are in good fellowship with God. To make sure there's no unconfessed sin, some, some sin that we know we ought to be dealing with. We know we should have already dealt with. We have an opportunity to get that right. But it's a serious thing to live in rebellion against the word of God. The third word that I mentioned is the word participation. In this same chapter in verse 11, verse 25, after the same manner also... He took the cup when he had supped, saying, This cup is the New Testament, my blood. This do ye, as oft as ye drink it in remembrance of me. He was with his disciples that called out assembly. He said, This do ye. He said, Participate. Participate in remembering what Christ did. This do ye in remembrance of me of me. Well, we ought to participate in the Lord's Supper. Well, I'm just going to avoid it because there's some things I don't want to deal with. Well, Christ said participate in it. Christ said have a part in it. What a refreshing thing. What a, 
what a cleansing thing to take some time and let the Spirit of God deal with us and deal with something that may be harbored in our heart or some, some things that we have, 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 have slipped in our, our fellowship with the Lord and deal with that to participate in remembering what Christ has done for us. There's a participation. And then, friend, the last word that I'll mention this evening is the word remembrance. Verse 26, For as often as ye eat this bread and drink this cup, ye do show the Lord's death. As often as you do it, you show the Lord's death. You remember what he did. But look at those next three words. Till he come. I use the word remembrance not to go back and remember what he did. We reflect on what he did. But as you partake of the Lord's Supper tonight, I want you to take time to really think about what Jesus did for you. Really think about his body being broken for you. Really think about the suffering that Christ endured. Think about the blood that was shed for you. Think about the sacrifice. Think about the suffering. Think about the conquering that Christ did for man. I want you to think about that and reflect upon that and be thankful for the Lord Jesus Christ. Be thankful that God loved us enough to send His Son. But while you're reflecting and thinking about what Christ did, I want you to remember something. He's coming again. He's coming again. And the Scripture tells us that more in this passage, but in the other passages that reference the Lord's Supper, that He's coming again. And Jesus said, I'm not doing this again until we all do it again together. In His Father's kingdom. Friend, the time's coming when the Lord, the one who gave himself for us, the one who is a sacrifice for us, is coming again. The longer I've been saved, the longer I've studied the word of God, me personally, I just, I find it more and more difficult that when I, to, when I think back to what Christ did, to not think ahead about what he's going to do. When I think about the fact that he came and why he came and he, he sacrificed himself and he paid my sin debt, I think about that and I'm grateful for that, but I've also got to think ahead to the fact that Jesus is returning. Jesus is coming back again. And if he were to return today, what a wonderful moment, what a wonderful time to have taken some time to examine ourselves and say, Lord, where I'm not right, uh, would, you, would, you, would you show me where I'm not right? Would you, would you show me what I need to get, get, get rid of in my heart? Would you show me the bitterness, the unforgiveness, or maybe immediately there's some things going on in our life and our heart that nobody else knows about. We have an opportunity to get those things right tonight. What a, what a burden can be rolled off of us in our, in, in our soul and our spirit to know that we are right with our God and thinking about what he did for us on Calvary. Could you imagine if the Lord came back tonight? He is coming again. And as we are saved, as we are the redeemed, we can look forward to the time when Christ returns for his own. Are you saved tonight? Do you know for certain you're on your way to heaven? We reflect on what he's done. But remember what he's going to do. He's coming again. He's coming for his own. He's coming for the redeemed. And all the time and eternity that we're going to be with him. See, if you're going to think about heaven, you've got to think about what Christ did. If you're going to think about that eternal place 
that Christ has prepared for us, you have to think about what he did so that we can have that place called heaven. Tonight, let's give proper reflection to what Christ did. We're going to go to invitation in just a moment, and after we have time of invitation, I'll read some other scripture, and we'll have the Lord's Supper. But I want you to take the time to think about what Christ did for you. I want all of us to follow the admonition when Paul writes, examine yourself. Now is not the time to think about somebody else and what they need to do to get right. Now is the time to examine yourself. It's a good prayer to echo the psalmist and say, search me, O God. If there be any wicked thing in me. Boy, this is the time to do it. Think about what Christ did for you. Think about his shed blood. Let's bow our heads.